I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and also at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy it. I'm so excited to discuss my sponsor today, which is Page One Books, because my summer book bundle is ready on pageonebooks.com. And the bundle that I've put together includes three books that I picked, uh, Montauk by Nicola Harrison, More Myself by Alicia Keys, and I Miss You When I Blink by Mary Laura Philpot, all of which have been on this podcast here. Uh, it includes a Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, Beach Tote, a cute little library card pencil slash cosmetic case, and a water bottle for staying hydrated, plus a little... Um, thing of sun lotion. So go to page1books.com, page one with the number one. So page number one books.com and check out my page one books summer bundle. Buy it as a gift, a housewarming, if you actually go somewhere or just give it to yourself. Everybody needs a treat. We've had a long spring. <laughs> page one books.com. Hi, happy Monday. Actually, I don't like when people say happy Monday. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, welcome back. I hope you guys had a great weekend. This is the second week of my July book blast. So get excited. The first day is advice Monday. So it's a sorted advice all day for this Monday. I hope you enjoy it and stay tuned all week. We're going to have kids books and beach reads, self-help and more. And we're kicking it off with advice Monday. Stay tuned. Dr. Claire Nikogosian is the author of Mama, You Are Enough, How to Create Calm, Joy, and Confidence Within the Chaos of Motherhood. As soon as I heard the title, I knew I had to, I knew I had to pick up this book as soon as possible. Originally from Washington, D.C., Dr. Claire Nikogosian completed her undergrad degree in psychology and early education and her master's degree in counseling from Marymount University in Arlington, Virginia. She then became a psychologist and got her doctorate in clinical psychology at the American School of Professional Psychology, in, also in Virginia. She completed an internship at Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, Virginia, and then had fraternal twin girls and moved to Rhode Island. Now she's there, returned to clinical work and completing her postdoc fellowship at RICBT in North Kingston. She has worked in a variety of clinical settings, including the Psychiatric Institute of Washington County Mental Health Center and the Catholic University Counseling Center. She also works in private practice. Dr. Claire is passionate about well-being and self-care for individuals with a focus on parental well-being and writes about these topics at momswellbeing.com, mothering.com, the Today Show Community Parenting Team, and her self-help column, Ask Dr. Claire. You can also listen to her podcast, In Session with Dr. Claire. Hi, Claire. I'm sorry I'm late. How are you? I'm good. No apologies needed. Two minutes still feels like on time. I was actually taking the quiz on your website. <laughs> That's awesome. And Thank I was like, how much longer could this be? <laughs> it is long. You know what? I appreciate that because like that, I created that a couple of years ago and now I realize it's who has time? For no, all no, those no. Questions? It was good. I had time. I just didn't have time right now. I just should have done it like yeah. an hour ago before I was in the middle of doing podcasts. But I was oh, like, oh, I how appreciate- fun is this? I, I'll never pass up a quiz. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's fun because I, I love to do that because it's almost like a baseline of what I would do when I'm working with clients. And I feel like that information is so important and powerful for people that if they can start with their physical health and they can go to a primary care physician, or they can go to their, you know, counselor and like have like a nice foundation to like start from. That's awesome. Yeah. So thanks for coming on. Moms don't have time to read books. Can you tell me more about your book, which of course 
I left over behind me, but anyway, I have it. And <laughs> tell listeners about your book and what it's about and what inspired you to write it. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. So generous what you're doing for authors. So thank you so much and what you have done. Yes. Yeah, so I, this book, so I'm a mother of four daughters and I am also a clinical psychologist. And when I became a mother with all this education, the, these advanced degrees, a master's and a doctorate, and those first couple months, that first year of motherhood, I said, oh my goodness, like there's so many things I'm feeling. There's so many things I'm going through and I've done as much education you can in mental health. How come we're not talking about these things? And so I would go to like mom's groups and I would, at the time I was in this twins group and I just wanted to talk about real emotions, you know, that I love my daughters. I love being a mom, but is anybody else bored? Is anybody else frustrated? Does anybody else, you know, feel so angry from your sleep deprivation or frustrated with your partner or husband because you can't get them on the same page? And it was like this wall would go up, like it was taboo to talk about. So that became a lot of the inspiration for the book is to talk about things that us moms are going through that. I hear about in, in my profession, you know, moms would come in and I, I work with a lot of new moms, postpartum, second time moms, or people who are going through parenting issues and just need some support. And they always start whenever they want to talk about motherhood or fatherhood, they always start with a little disclaimer. I love my children so much, but I need to tell you they're driving me crazy or I'm overwhelmed or I feel ineffective parenting them or how come you know, it seems so easy with child number one, but now child number two is like, I don't want to be around. And so I started hearing these narratives and experiences from moms and just giving them space to talk about it. When we do that, they can change. They can look at themselves and not go to this place of judgment. So in a nutshell, and you know, that's, that's what the book is about. It's about the emotions that all of us mothers experience I call them the shadow emotions, and I do so intentionally. One inspired by Carl Jung, who talks about going to those places within ourselves so we know where our, our pain is, so we can have a greater understanding and awareness. And so that was kind of the framework of what I wanted to do. I don't want to call emotions negative, because when they're negative, we start judging ourselves. Oh, I shouldn't feel that. Well, we are feeling it. So either you're pushing it down, you're ignoring it, you're denying it, or it's coming out in another way. If I can give space to those emotions, anger, sadness, disgust, embarrassment, shame, fear, and worry, and let's call them shadow emotions, then we become curious about it. This is like in Inside Out, the movie. Do your, yeah. Have your kids seen that? I don't know. We have the books, and each one of the books is like shame, disgust, joy. Anyway. <laughs> Just throwing that Thank in. You. <laughs> it's true. And, and, and I remember that movie coming out when this book was, you know, in process. And I thought, you know, we have to spell it out for ourselves too. We, we, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Wow. So what tips can you give to moms who are feeling this way? Like who can't maybe have a session with you, although that sounds like, like I want to sign up, but <laughs> for, you know, how, to, how you scaled your, your services. What are some encouraging things or tips that you can share? Right. So the first thing that I think is important for moms is don't be afraid to allow yourself to feel. And so feel without judging, just be curious, almost like I live in Rhode Island. So the analogy I always use in therapy is, you know, you, you look at when you're at the beach, you look at waves come in and out. 
you're not really judging them. You're just observing them. Oh, that's a heavy surf, or that's a light wave, or wow, look, at it's a rough surf today, or super calm. And I think if we start looking at our inner world like that, then we get out of that shame and judgment. So that's number one. And then number two, it's so important to physically take care of yourself. And, you know, again, it was interesting when I was writing the book, I went to a conference and I was talking to another parenting author. And I said, I really, you know, how did you kind of make a break into having your book published? And the advice I was given was wait until your kids are older to publish this book, Mm. which I remember responding to myself because I was tired. I was exhausted. Like I feel like I work all the time, but it brings me so much joy to write that I said, you lose the essence if you're away from the moment of parenting to look back on it. So I feel like that's the voice that I really bring is that I'm in it right now. I'm doing the distant learning. I'm, I call it a COVID meltdown every afternoon. I had one right before I turned this on to meet with you. I'm sorry. And, right, oh no, it's just life, right? Like it's like someone's always overwhelmed. So, so the step is just to allow yourself to feel, to take care of your physical health to get the sleep as exhausted as you may be, try to know what your amount of sleep you need. Because when you sleep and are rested, then you can have better, you can access your coping skills. Your thoughts feel a little clearer. And the third thing I think is so important, you know, because there's a lot of, with everyone at home right now, and I'm sure listeners can relate and we're starting to reopen the world a little bit, but there's not a lot of alone time for parents. So how do you get that self-care when you're with your kids now constantly in all these different roles. So what I say to parents and moms especially is then watch the voices in your head. How are you talking to yourself? Be kind, just like you talk to a friend, you know? So those are some of the quick tips that I always like to remind, you know, moms to do. And and also don't get into this mindset that you have to be productive all the time. And I think that's the piece that can be really overwhelming is you know, the the way I've been framing this time in the world is that if you lost a loved one, you'd allow yourself to grieve and you would scale back and have to just see it day by day. And so I'm doing a lot of that in sessions with clients and reminding myself that, you know, we're all grieving in our own way in different intensities. So let go of that need to be productive. You know, maybe the most accomplished thing you can do is feed your family and get outside for a nice walk, you know? It's actually easier for me to do like six podcasts in a day than it is to go on a walk. (laughs) I don't know. Something about, I'm like, I know I should be going on walks. Everybody's going on walks. Why am I not going on walks? Anyway. It's hard. Yesterday I was in between a bunch of sessions and then I had to teach in the afternoon and I just needed to like, it just felt so like suffocating being in in the house. So I was like, took my oldest girls, teenagers, their twin, fraternal twins. So let's just go for a quick walk, you know, just to, and I came back and I felt better. So sometimes I think it's fun to be in that mode of just recording yeah. or, or being productive. And then other times. How old are all your girls? So my oldest are fraternal twins. They're 17 and a half. They're going to be, they're finishing their junior year. I have a soon to be seventh grader. She's 12. And then a soon-to-be fifth grader, she's 10. So We have a, a similar spread. Actually, it's very similar because I have fraternal twins also who are about to be 13 next week. And then I have an almost seven-year-old and a five-and-a-half-year-old. So 
So oh, very I'll be where you are like in a couple of years. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It's a lot to juggle all those different developmental stages, but well, I, I think it's such a joy. That's what you're, when you were saying about the surf coming in and watching the weather, you know, this is a big wave and now it's a storm and da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, but I feel like I'm watching and I'll include my husband as adorable as he is. He has, his, everybody has moods. I'll include my own moods. I have tons of moods. So that's all six of us with different tides and different, you know, we all, like we're all crashing on the beach in different ways in different days. So it's a lot harder, I feel like, to manage with all of our emotions where if like someone's having a bad day and they're having a big storm and you don't even know why and it makes no sense because like the Hatchimal didn't open or whatever it is. And, you know, the other person's upset because of something bigger, like some friends, such and such. I don't know. And then you have to manage all of it as the mom, right? You have to, or some dads too, I'm sure. Just like, how do you deal with all of it at once? (laughs) Right. It's so true. And that's the human part of it, right? So we can have these like ideals, but then what does that look like as you just described? And So what we do in our family, and I think I've coached the girls pretty well, sometimes it's not effective, but I always say you have a right to every feeling, but you don't have a right to take it out on someone. So that's a message I say, oh, you seem pretty angry. Like, you know, you're not being kind with your words. Like, do you need a break? Or I'll model that, you know, girls, I am so tired. I am feeling really sad. I'm just a little quieter tonight. So it's about like labeling, identifying, and then making that conscious effort. How are we going to treat each other right now? You know, and, and giving them permission to go take a break. Like I'm not being disrespectful. Like for example, one of the girls, like, you know, you're yelling and you're not being nice to your sister. And I'm wondering what we can do about that. What do you need? And giving her permission to go to her room and just take care of herself mm-hmm. instead of why are you feeling that way? Why are you being so mean to your sister? You're the older one. You should know okay, like we need to pause and take a break. It's not kind right now, you know? So that's kind of this message that I I, I repeat. Some days it's more effective than others. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, we had a meltdown right before we started, but that's life, right? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like with so much time with the kids now, especially as I know all of us are home with the kids, it's like I keep trying different things emotionally and just seeing like, okay, I'm going to try this. Like today I'm in the mindset where I can try this tool that I've read about. Like today I'm going to, you know, and and also just not being able to hide my own emotions. Like, as I'm sure with you, like, well, here we are. Like I can't, you know, say I'll be back in 20 minutes. Not that I used to do that so often, but there's just like no hiding it. Right. Like they see, if I'm crying, I'm, they're seeing me crying. So I might as well say, you know, moms get sad too. So. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's a beautiful thing you do is to normalize that feelings happen. And, and it's, I think when feelings are pushed away, repressed, ignored, judged, then you feel shame for feeling them. Yeah. You know, like it's okay for parents and and especially moms right now, you know, where moms are carrying the the mental load of this pandemic. It's just, that's what we're seeing. It's like moms are so overwhelmed and that's not because they're ineffective. That's not because they're doing something wrong. It's because what we're living through. So, you know, it's constant and it's okay to have those feelings. It's just, what are you going to do about that? And so the, the book, it was, it was interesting, you know, it's, it's all about like the way I organized it is looking over those five big emotions, you know, that we talked about earlier and then breaking them down kind of on a continuum. So a mom can pick up the book and say, okay, today I'm feeling 
irritable and I'm feeling frustrated. And she can go to this section in the book and read about it. What does that look like in motherhood? What are some of those thoughts she may be saying to herself? And then I give tools and instructions on one, number one in this book, you'll see that my writing is all about compassion, all about taking care of what's going on inside and healing, whatever that may be, the messages you see going up from a partner, from society. And so she can see like, okay, I can manage my thoughts. So if I'm saying this, here's a healthy way to say that. Here's moving from the shadow into thriving. So there's the cognitive piece. And then there's like steps, you know, that, that she can do, whether it be reaching for support, journaling, talking to a counselor. I have little meditation at the end called the Thriving Mama Reflection. And just an encouraging way to just be compassionate about yourself when you feel it. So it's not a book that I intended for moms to read, you know, front to cover. It's almost like a resource. If, if I'm in a moment and I want to just get in the car and go, but there's nowhere to go, can I just pick up and find, label the emotion I'm feeling and read about it? That was my goal. That's awesome. Do you have any advice to aspiring authors now that you have a book out in the oh, world? Gosh. Yes. So I appreciate that question so much. So yes, if you are an aspiring writer and writing one, write as often as you can. Two, don't wait for someone to give you permission to write. So just just write and then take risks and continue to have that grit. My book, it was interesting. So what you'll see is this lovely cover and lovely message inside. But what readers and listeners may not know is that it was rejected, I think, 24 times over the, the course of four years. And so I have a wonderful literary agent, Regina Brooks at Serendipity Literary Agency. And she believed in me. And so that really helped. I had her in my corner. But the messages we always received was the world's not ready for a book this honest. <laughs> and she held fast that hope for me. And as did my, my husband and friends and children and parents. And, and so that gave me the courage because it felt worse not to write than to, or to give up on writing than not to write, if that makes sense. Totally. So for me, it was like, I just kept on believing and regrouping. And it, when I had, those rejections were hard. I mean, there was one moment at the dinner table in 2018, we'd come back from a trip to California visiting family and I'd gotten my last rejection. And I sat at that table with my husband and the girls. And I said, I think it's time to give up writing. And then I sat with it. And then of course, like how writers, you know, authors, writers write, like then they get an idea and they're like, oh my goodness, I want to ignore that idea and not write. And I looked at my husband, I said, you got to take the kids for four hours. Like I literally have to write something and I can't not write it. And that was an excerpt that I submitted to Motherly that Diana Spaulding said, Claire, I love this so much. Can I put it in our motherly guide to becoming mama? So that felt like the universe was like, okay, Claire, I know you wanted to give up, but you kept going. And, and so for me, it was just listening to it, getting quiet and listening as a writer in spite of the rejections, if that makes sense. Of course it is. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's such an inspiring story. I mean, you Thank hear you. it like, oh, it takes a lot to get it published, but you know, hearing your story and it's not like, you know, rejection hurts. And there's always, uh, you know, there's so many times when for every book, think of all the authors who did give up and they're not out there, right? So it's just the books that weren't. <laughs> the books that weren't. And that's the piece too, what I would say to any aspiring author is your voice is what makes you the writer. And so don't try to be like anybody else's voice. 
some of the feedback we received is, oh my gosh, we'll, we'll buy Claire's book, but we think it's too heavy. We'd rather it be funnier. And so I remember having these conversations with my literary agent, Regina, and she's like, Claire, you got to be true to who you are. Like, you can't be funnier. You can't be indignant. Like, you are you, and this is your voice. And, you know, so I think that's the other piece is don't give in to be open to feedback, but don't give up who you are as a writer and your voice. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much. I'm glad we connected. I'm going to go back now and read all the results of my quiz from your website, Dr. Claire Nicogazian. (laughs) And thank you. Thank you for all your tips. And thanks for helping so many moms out there. Well, thank you, Zibby. I appreciate talking to you today. This was a lot of fun. Thanks. I hope the COVID situation, the COVID meltdown pre our call has been resolved by the time you walk out of the room. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm optimistic. Okay. Have a great one. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Advice Monday on the July Book Blast. I know that some of these were from the quarantine and some might seem even old, even though they've just come out, but I just had to get them out in one big sweep. And I hope that you've gotten some useful life tips as you've listened today. Thanks again for listening to my podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you liked this episode, please follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books and sign up for my mailing list at zibbyowens.com so you can always hear about the latest things I'm up to. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much to Page One Books for sponsoring today's episode. I hope you'll all check out my summer beach bundle at pageonebooks.com. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Thanks for listening. You can always email me at zibby at zibbyowens.com. Thank you.